2: Learn more at marines.com.
1: Ow!
3: Woo! <laughs> hey, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome to the Pittsburgh Steelers Power Half Hour here on behindthesteelcurtain.com. What a mouthful, but I'm saying it fantastic. I'm excited about this because we got Joe Frost and we've got the triumphant return of one Paul Yanchek. How are you guys both doing tonight?
4: Well, I was feeling triumphant, but now I feel less triumphant <laughs> knowing that Paul's <laughs> triumphant return right, is, is going to preempt my triumphal existence.
1: Well, I, I apologize, Joe. I, I'm so, I didn't mean to step on your triumphantness.
3: Gosh. Okay. Here I am trying to be triumphant over here. and. Well, <laughs> no, no triumph at all. Each of us need to take a week or two off, then we can each make our own triumphant return. Oh. So it'll be good. Yeah, <laughs> uh, next week, Paul, alone, it'll be fantastic. No, it'll, it'll, be, it'll be good. Well, it'll be hey, triumphant. That'll be one thing. <laughs> and, and As you know, um, you know, we've decided to take our time on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com to unite Steelers fans because you know it's been a tough year. Like I said, year started one three. Didn't know what was happening. Three straight wins, including over the Browns, that was exciting. But you know, we got to continue to unite Steelers fans in our dislike of other teams and other cities. We're, we're making fun of everybody. So this week, we set our sights on Chicago, and already you guys are criticizing the stuff I wrote. I don't blame you because <laughs> I, I'm taking. We're taking a lot of aim at the last Chicago Bears. Super Bowl team, the 1985 team. We got a lot of beasts with these guys, and we're going to tell you about it. We're this is like our own festivus here. We need to tell you everything that's wrong with the Bears. 85. I got a lot of things
4: team. to tell you that's wrong with you.
3: Yes, very <laughs> so much. Gather around, children. And I understand <laughs> if if you're a Bears fan listening to this. Um, It was interesting. Uh, I I subbed in earlier this week on the Know Your Enemy podcast, and we had this guy from Chicago, media member there. His name was Joey. And he says, hey, my wife actually listens to Behind the Steel Curtain. She likes the shows. They're fun and everything. So, you know, maybe I'm speaking to Mrs. Joey out there, you know. And, And you're having a tough time because you live in Chicago, and you're like, what do we have to root for here? 85 was the last Super Bowl champ for the Bears. So I could sit there see it, and you're sitting there going, hey, I'm a Bears fan. Let me cling to this 85 Super Bowl championship. This is the last time I was ever happy as a football fan, period. Well, we got a lot of problems with that. And, uh, guys, I want to start out with number one, or my first reason, is probably I, I call it the worst rap song, but Joe hit the nail on the head. The worst song ever written in the history of this planet, the Super Bowl Shuffle. Now, i got to tell you guys, uh, this was a Super Bowl rap that they put together. I believe it was uh, right before the Super Bowl where they beat the Patriots forty uh, what was it, 46 to 10. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking at this, and I heard it the first time. It was some of the Bears luminaries that were rapping. And I thought, oh, this is cute. This is kind of clever. That was the first time I listened to it. The next eight hundred million times I heard it that uh, before Super Bowl on the radio, it progressively got worse. I mean, it never gave me the same <laughs> feeling as I had the first time. It, it was just lame. It was you just you hard. spend all
4: of your time chasing that dream. You yes. know, you had that first hit and you had this high, and then you kept coming back for more, and it just never got you <laughs> to the same place again.
3: It started a bad. There isn't
4: a level of addiction to the Super Bowl shuffle that I've heard about. Their support groups. I I had the record. You had the record. (laughs) Uh You had that record. Little forty-five, and now it just has holes in it now where the grooves (laughs) used to be because I was Super Bowl shuffling
3: all day long. So, were you excited about the Super Bowl shuffle? What caused you to buy it? Because probably at that time it was a expensive record because. You know, that, that was the thing back then, right? I mean, that I mean, I, I feel like everybody
1: just got caught up in Bears Fever that season. I mean, that that was just the thing. It I was in junior special, high.
4: It was a special season at the time. I was <laughs> actually wondering if wasn't there promotional stuff where you got it and it wasn't expensive. Like, I bet you, if you got like the real record record. But I remember that being the time period where sometimes there would be promotional items and whatever else. like I remember having a a record I'm using air quotes that it was it was flat and plastic, but it came with like a happy meal and it had the song the the like uh, the, the rap version of all of the ingredients that are on the 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 big Mac right. Like, does anybody else remember this? It was like you must have the just... good McDonald's. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. You're in no. the big same. I'm McDonald's. sorry. Did you just say good McDonald's? Yes, the <laughs> McDonald's where you use the napkin where you tuck it into your yeah. collar. Yeah, mm hmm. The okay. where, where they have valet parking. No,
3: so, <laughs> so what, what was what the B side? Was it the there was no B
4: side? The other side had like whatever sticky you know material on it that would make it stick to the box, you know. Okay, I feel like like real cheap plastic stuff, it would never have lasted. And I'm pretty sure that it got wrinkled and thrown out at some point, but but like that level of quality record material that I feel like I had something like that that had the Super Bowl shuffle on it, but maybe I'm crazy. So it had two songs. No song, one song, one side. There was nothing stuff. on the other. It was nothing on the other side. Like okay. it was like on the back of a cereal box or something, you know?
3: Did they have certain records with Super Bowl Shuffle and certain records with the No, no, the no, no. Two completely different song? two completely
4: different times. I just remembered having a record oh, that okay. had the the thing on it. But but it was that kind of record, like really thin plastic. It was not at all like a traditional record, like a 45 or whatever. But
1: if I had it, it was not expensive at the time. So I
4: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I, like, I don't
1: was, even know what was on side
3: B. They I, were so
4: like mass producing that kind of stuff at the time. It was just all very, very
3: promotional. Is it possible that young Paul Yanchek went to a McDonald's and he found that in a Happy Meal somewhere? Or What do you think, Paul? No, I, I probably got it from Peaches.
1: Okay. Mm, Peaches. Nice. Peaches, is that a store? It was a record store. Yeah. I don't know if they were all over or just Cleveland.
3: I think Mm
4: -hmm. it was a Cleveland chain. Okay. Okay. Like, played different spots around Cleveland, if I remember right. I don't even know if they still exist. I don't
3: know. Well, and I, I think I introduced Joe. But, you know, Joe Frost, one of our members, you know, we're all from Ohio. We were all grown up, raised there. Yeah, I never heard of Peaches. That's very strange. Hmm. I know. I, if I recall right, I think it was on video. I don't know if it was on. Oh, there was a video for sure. but you know, back then it wasn't like we had the videotape. I mean, they were just airing at certain places. Maybe it was on the MTV or something. I. It was. I'm sure
4: it was on MTV because they still played music videos back then. But I feel like it would show up everywhere, like before any game, even if it wasn't a Bears game, especially well, once it got into the playoffs. It just it just felt like they aired it all the time. Yeah. I don't was it a full length song? Was it like a full three minutes yeah or whatever?
3: did yeah. instrumental yeah, song I, yeah.
1: But I, I'm sorry, I, I do have to attest that Harlem Shake is probably the worst song ever, not not Super Bowl Shuffle. Is
4: that it? but uh, it's not, not even hearing. a whole song, right? It's just that like, like that's like comparing a jingle to uh like Bach concerto. Like oh, no, Harlem it's, Shake short, is right? a it's a whole song. Both- yeah. I have never heard it for any longer than like thirty seconds.
3: Those out there listening, <laughs> there's lyrics.
4: You. These guys are like five hundred <laughs> anyway, and fifty. Anyway, now we're arguing like, the oh, merits geez, of the what's that <laughs> 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 Super Bowl shuffle. And just know that At this point, the Super Bowl shuffle is just really embarrassing musically. Like to, to go back to, I don't even, I feel like at the time it wasn't that far removed. It was maybe only a half step behind where actual hip hop music was at the time, like real rap that was on the radio though i think in the like the real trenches of rap at the time they had progressed beyond the you know abab rhyme scheme like they've <laughs> they had they had there were people in the in the underground doing some interesting stuff by 1985 but in the mainstream of it it was probably only a half step maybe one step behind where the mainstream rap stuff was at the time run run dmc yeah. and uh, I'm trying to rack my brain right now for the people who were <laughs> who were popular in the mid '80s. Um, yeah, it was it was fat boys. right, and the Fat Boys. Oh my gosh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. But now you look back at that as a group of non musicians trying to rap, and like, oh my gosh, it's so humiliating. That's just embarrassing. And yeah, yeah. But thinking back into the time, it wasn't that far <laughs> behind stuff that was actually happening.
3: And there wasn't anybody on that song. Like, now you see some pro athletes that are aspiring rappers. I don't, I, I sure hard-pressed to find a pro athlete. You're like, man, they're at the top of the charts or anything. But, I mean, those guys on the Super Bowl shuffle – like you didn't think sit there and say, "Man, Jim mcmahon has got a career after his." Nope. You no, know, nope. yeah, yeah. That was right. one
4: thing that you was like, "That shouldn't be happening." I <laughs> yeah. I don't know that much about rap or hip hop in 1985, but Jim McMahon should not
3: have been part of that. <laughs> was I didn't even think Walter Payton was he on that song? I, I, I think he was. Yes, yeah. okay. everybody was. All right.
4: They were not well. here to cause no trouble. <laughs> which does not rhyme technically with shuffle.
3: And I think it started a disturbing trend for the
4: next it's couple close, of years, but it's not, it doesn't <laughs> actually rhyme, but you're using so few rhymes. Why can't they actually rhyme? I have a the same oven. problem. I have the same problem with a lot of pop music.
0: Yeah. You,
4: you have, you are using so few words.
3: How can they not rhyme? Well, if we had other teams that trying to copy over the next couple of years, it just stunk. So, yeah, we need to move on. But, you know, let's be clear, the Super Bowl. And, and then
4: one football team disbanded and became the band Coldplay. So now, <laughs> yes. you know, now it all makes sense. <laughs> Full circle. Yeah,
3: that's where the Bears went. That's where you see Jim McMahon. You that's not Jesus real, by the way. FYI. <laughs> yes. It's not real. Somebody's updating the Coldplay Wikipedia. Oh, what? All oh, their former what? 85 Bears members. It's I great. heard that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You heard heard that we, it must oh, be oh, fact. <laughs> All right. Well, we got to move on. We, we're a little bit limited on time. and We got to make sure we get through everything. But the Super Bowl shuffle, what a wretched abomination. I mean, I, I, we got to say it for what it's worth. And you know this could be a little bit controversial because you know I, I talked to somebody on the your Enemy controversial. Podcast.
4: I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, Hush your mouth.
3: <laughs> I got to something on the No Your Enemy podcast earlier. We talked to a reporter from Chicago. And I had to ask about Dick, uh, the famous coach of the Bears. He also had a uh, tenure with the Saints, where he was yes, he did known for trading a whole draft for Ricky Williams. And that worked out. A creepy ESPN cover <laughs> of him as uh, tux and Ricky Williams in a wedding dress. And I lost probably 10 years of my life after seeing that picture going, this is weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was very strange. But, you know, Mike Ditka, and yes, I'm going to say the same thing about him as I did Vince Lombardi and some other people. He was a coach of a team, and look, the Bears. Had <laughs> yeah, I said good. the same thing about <laughs> these other coaches. They okay. were a coach of a team. All right, <laughs> the Bears had a good team that year. They had talented yes. people on their team. Amazing team. I'm sure Dicka said one thing or two that probably motivated the Bears to do well. So I'm not claiming Dicka was a complete waste of time, but look who they played. They played the New England team. And, yes, it wasn't a Tom Brady-led New England team. Do you know who the starting quarterback of New he England was that Super Bowl? wasn't on that team? Tony Eason. I just assumed at this point that
4: Tom Brady was back backup that year. I just assume that guy's been playing since, like,
3: 1943. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but 45. They oh, beat a Tony sorry. Eason-led New England team. I think the NFL is watered down. Chicago had a good team. Everybody else in the NFL stunk that year. That's why Chicago ran over everybody. They won the Super Bowl. So it wasn't – it was the NFL who was desperate to promote Jim McMahon and the Super Bowl shuffle and everything. So they intentionally watered down the rest of the NFL. They said, New England, hey, Tony Eason, you can play in the Super Bowl. And he's like, what? I didn't know what I'm doing. So he goes to the Super Bowl. The Bears kill him. So, I mean, I'm not even sitting there – I'm putting very little, um, you know, credibility into the Bears Super Bowl championship that year. That's the only Super Bowl that Mike Dicka had. Come on. I don't think Dicca was that great of a coach. And we have this, you know, and, hey, the super fan schedule on Live was funny when they say, Dick, uh 200, you know, Cowboys zero. Yeah, that was funny. But, you know, Chicago fans – you're holding on to a dude that was good for one year that lived on his laurels, didn't really provide that much else for the Bears. I, tell me I'm wrong. Dicka is a fraud and a failure. What do you think? Well,
1: I've I've got a great dicka story I can tell after the oh, break yes. that will add to your hypothesis.
4: Right. I think you've definitely thrown him off of his high horse, for sure.
3: Yeah, right. I will say Dicka is from the pitcher region. I'll give him some credit for that. For, for being but born near Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh it doesn't great. mean we need to call you an outstanding, great coach. I mean, it just wasn't there. So let's think about that. And we got a couple more um, factors to get through. But first of all, let's take a break here on the uh, BehindTheSteelCurtain.com network. This is the Pittsburgh Steelers Power Half Hour. We'll be back shortly. Woo! Hey, Pittsburgh Steelers fans! Welcome back to the Pittsburgh Steelers Power Half Hour. I'm not sure if there's any other podcast, football podcast in the country, where they intentionally just set apart half hour of the week to viciously make fun of cities, teams, and everything in between. Guys, we're we're pioneers. Yeah, we're pioneers. Paul, I mean, I'm going to see the double meaning there. What?
4: Uh, uh, We are pioneers. Double meaning there, we're Uh, pioneers. pioneers.
3: Yes, yes. Go
4: nears. They went so far (laughs) that they don't even play football anymore.
3: Yeah, that was Uh, a college.
4: That's how far they went.
3: That was Uh, a college we went to in Ohio. So it's fantastic. All right, let's get back. So uh, I was talking about Dick. uh, You know, we're guys from Pittsburgh. It's great to see guys come from Pittsburgh. But Dick uh, fraud. he's not a great coach. And Paul was going to tell us a quick story about Mike.
1: So I currently live in the town where Ditka grew up. So some of the older people from my church knew him when he was younger and in school. And there's one little old lady. I mean, by little, I mean, like, she's five feet tall on her tiptoes. He was a bully. She had enough of it. She was walking home one day. He was behind her. She stopped, turned around, decked him square in the nose. Never Whoa. bother her again. So dicka got beat up by a little old lady who wasn't old back then, but still little.
3: Man, we're we're breaking some news tonight. Yikes! Uh, a bully, Mike D- dicka, dicka got beat dicka up. By, got beat up by a girl. Oh man, my goodness. <laughs> so how about that, Chicago fan? You're sitting there. <laughs> you, you got nothing to hold on to now. You're holding on to a uh, a guy from 35 years ago winning a Super Bowl. You know, wired down the NFL where you beat a, a subpar Tony Eason in the Super Bowl, and your head coach that you idolized got beat up by a woman, a, a little girl. Yeah, let's let's say for was a little girl. Uh, in, in I mean, she's little growing up.
4: Well, when <laughs> would this have been though that they were in school? Yes. Oh, Okay.
1: Like junior senior high.
3: Okay, got so it. what? Nineteen twenty. I mean, Dick is all guy. So. I don't Back in the 1890s, yes.
4: so this was yes. this
3: was on their uh, way home from working at the factory. Hey, hey, we take him, we take cities, and we're, we're glad to do this here with the uh, Bears. I, okay, we gotta get through the rest of these. I, I, I'm getting obsessed with Dica and the Super Bowl Shuffle. You are, but Jim McMahon. Let's talk about him for the 30 <laughs> seconds that he's meaningful in the NFL. Uh, You know, he led the Bears to the Super Bowl. I think the best thing you can say about Dicca was, well, Dicca or Jim McMahon was, McMahon was a game manager. McMahon alone didn't win tons of games for the Bears. Uh, He just didn't make a ton of mistakes, and he led the Bears defense.
4: Which is rare enough, honestly, in professional quarterbacking, like just to have somebody who can make it through a whole season and not make a whole bunch of mistakes. Like, that's rare enough, really. But he was only able to pull that off in one magical season. Like when you got into the next season, then we were right back to the kind of uh, mediocrity that game manager has been known for. Um, He just was never really, he was never flashy on the field. You know, it wasn't great skill that was pushing things that were happening. It was a lot of off field swagger and a lot of tiktok
1: before tiktok he
4: was tiktok before tiktok he was found a way in the 80s to have that kind of pop personality that caught fire uh in those days and it probably would have if it if it had existed uh i think TikTok would have been <laughs> would have been a major part of his life. He was there for the, the did, personality a, and the the popularity. Okay. but
1: he was outstanding, giving the ball to one of the greatest running backs of all time.
4: Somebody's got to I mean, do it now. I don't want down, to downplay that because there have been too many, too many <laughs> really talented quarterbacks who can't seem to figure
3: that out. Well, it, let's see. Say- fumble. I mean, I'll come on. For what's worth, Things happen. I'm a big supporter of Charlie Batch. I love what he does in the community. I love Charlie Batch. Batch. Jim McMahon was Charlie Batch. Okay? Now, Charlie Batch didn't play 16 games a year for the Steelers. I know he backed up Ben. But when Charlie came in, Charlie did great. I mean, Charlie didn't turn the ball over. Right. Jim McMahon didn't turn the ball over. So that season you either. can say all you want about, oh, what a tough guy and what a – what a you know he's he's a hellion he's standing up to the man yay Jim McMahon Jim McMahon's a guy who didn't make mistakes in the football field which probably one went to season. as what <laughs> I'm going to keep top... adding
4: that to that end of that sentence every time for
3: that one season
4: he didn't <laughs> make the he went on to play for like everybody at one point I think right right because he started making more mistakes
3: yeah so let's like, be,
4: yeah we don't need that we need people be who ideal.
3: Don't against Chicago. Who do you have? Jim McMahon, Sid Luckman from the 40s, and what Jay Cutler when he was good for two years. Um, and I would easily say if I had to rank the top quarterbacks of all time, Jim McMahon would probably be in what the five or six hundreds, maybe? I mean,
1: he oh, that's really game high. Man. Uh...
3: yeah, I mean, and I'm being generous <laughs> with him. And the whole thing about it is okay, I look at Charlie Batch as a much better person and a much better guy in the NFL because Charlie Batch is giving do, back right now. Do, what do, made you, Jim do you know that, he's, that Jim McMahon is not a good person? Well, I'm sure he's a good person, but why do you bring in the NFL? He wore Roselle headbands. And, oh, look at that. He's wearing a Roselle headband. I, I, like,
4: what, <laughs> uh, what he seems to have been the most why? talented at was, was becoming that sports personality, that figure, that popular culture yes. figure. And parlaying you know, that into uh, special endorsement deals and being a part of the Super Bowl shuffle, which we have already discussed, is horrible. So, right, but uh, but well, he he that was what he was capable of doing. He he brought a style and a swagger, but it wasn't based off of his on the field excellence yeah. or really unique talent.
3: And he that, was
4: able to hand it off to one of the greatest running backs of all time.
3: And that probably ranked as the third greatest quarterback of all time for the Bears. So, looky mm. here, Chicago. Your third best quarterback isn't known for his stellar play. He's known for the fact that he's 20 years too early for TikTok. I mean, what a joke. <laughs> and let me mention this. I was going to mention this by Dicka, but the guy who handed the ball off to this guy was Jim McMahon. It's the Super Bowl. You had water Payton who, you know, played with horrible quarterbacks. So Jim McMahon wasn't that good, but Jim McMahon probably looked like, you know, Dan Marino compared to some of the other garbage quarterbacks that the Chicago had. So what happens? They get down to the end zone. They're ready to score a touchdown, but instead of giving it to the greatest person that Chicago probably ever has had so you can score that Super Bowl touchdown, we give it to William the Refrigerator Perry, Who, if we pick top six guys that we dislike, he'd be my number six guy. He probably should be in the top five. You talk about immediate creation. um, You know, that's why the Bears were good for one year and they just started floundering after that. Boo. You know, boo on the fact where, you know, rest in peace, Warren Payton. We liked Warren Payton. If we had to praise one guy of who the Steelers are playing, Warren Payton would be my number one on the list. But Warren Payton got robbed of his only chance in the Super Bowl because the Bears didn't care about him. The Bears more cared about their media creations getting praised. So you had the dopey Roselle headband wearing Jim McMahon giving it to the big you know, R- William Refrigerator Perry. And this is 30 years before TikTok or social media ever became relevant. And, and we're all praising that. What a joke. I, I'm just telling you like it is. Any other thoughts on that?
1: No, I'm just impressed so far that you haven't put deep dish pizza on your hate list because we would have we oh. would have had words then. So you, you you're
4: doing good.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, when this.
4: I ranked things, I started with deep dish pizza.
3: <clears throat> oh,
4: God. oh, I'm just saying All it's right. not pizza; it's casserole. Like I don't care; it's fine, <clears throat> but it it is a casserole. It is not pizza.
1: We should move on before this gets ugly.
3: Bring it, <laughs> yeah, <too>. bring <laughs> it. This pizza. Let me briefly touch on. I'm telling. I eat it. It's fine, but it's just not the same thing that the other thing is. Uh, let me mention this. We want to make sure we get through this in good time. Uh, the uh, the Bears' defense of that year, uh, they call it the 46 zone. They pretty much had eight nine guys in the box. They all blitzed most plays. Again, wired down NFL, wired down offensive lines, wired down quarterbacks, say overwhelmed the offensive lines. That's why I had a dominant defense. But that defense that people at that year was like, oh, these guys are gonna be dominant for 20 years. You know, it's gonna be a run of Super Bowls, as far as the eye can see. You know, the Bears have fallen apart since then. And even a couple years ago when the Bears made the playoffs and their kicker couldn't kick a field goal, that's why they, they didn't go far at all. They had a great defense. Uh, We're looking at defense that right now is averaging – the last three games, they've averaged giving up more than 160 yards per game to some weak running backs. So look at that legacy of the 46 defense left. They were good one year in the wired down, trickle-down NFL. And even though they have some decent players, they're terrible this year. I I mean – Oh, you keep talking
1: about watered down NFL back then. Just, just to be fair, I mean, '85, you were still allowed to like punch, kick, scratch, bite players yeah. when you're blocking them. So
4: you could, you could three stooges <laughs> eye poke somebody. Like that was <laughs> well, that was still legal is- as long as you use two fingers at the same time, right? You can't you could one power drive the
3: quarterback. Yes. Oh yeah. Right, but but you look at the NFL like the terrorist, terrorist, just you say drop them over the back and. Well, look, like the Raiders didn't win more Super Bowls because they ran headlong in the sewers a lot and everything. So it just – and the Bears, they just they're, – they're junk. <laughs> they're crap. But they, the 40, I think to your the point, streets... they never – Go, Paul.
1: I was going to say, you know, just just like we even see now, like if there's a, a dominant defense, teams will adjust and yeah. the Bears fail to readjust to the league adjusting to them.
4: Exactly. That, that was good, exact, my exact same point. Yeah, they brought a new de- – the 46 uh, zone was a new defense at the time. Nobody really was, well, frankly, stupid enough to run it. It's just when they ran it, they had some talent behind it, and it worked. The following season, everybody knew what they were doing. They just didn't have the talent to stop it because they were putting people with speed in different places. And so now they had to move those guys and improve the speed on the line so they could handle all of these
3: rushers. Well, And, and then right, they
4: figured it out.
3: Let's be <laughs> frank, too. And, you know, I'm saying this to get outraged and everything. Sure. <laughs> Not all of the Bears that year were prima donnas, but there were enough of those guys where that really hurt the team, too. I mean, just imagine if you could have a built, Uh, Jim McMahon bought into football, who actually cared, and put time in to become better, maybe becoming better than a game manager, or like a Willie Galt. Or even just
4: being consistent as the game manager and saying, that's what I am, that's what I do, and just continuing to do it. (laughs)
3: <laughs> but look at the speed guy, you know. The speed guy right now is like a Tyree Kill who could be a, a track star. He's so good. They had that guy in Willie Galt, but Willie Galt spent more time in the prime of Dawn and stuff. Um, you know, McMahon did all these other guys. Did imagine if they could have bought in this, could have been a team that was good for a while, and they just weren't. If perhaps or, if they had a coach
4: that could manage them like that,
3: two, yeah. <laughs> hmm. two quick things before we close. Um, yeah. We're, we're spending a lot of time talking about the 85 Bears for good reason. But <laughs> let me say this, too. The Windy City, is that a marketing trademark? Is that just what we call? Where did the Windy City come from? When was the last time Sometimes. you were there? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think what, what it does I'm is it comes
4: out, of, comes out of the west and goes towards the east. Yeah, like it's really windy there. It's it's more accuracy more than anything else. They're gonna make it a marketing slogan. It's like that's what happens here. It's crazy windy. Okay, well,
3: you've got you know, Chicago, the windy city, because yeah, Yeah, wind is going through it. Right. Um, you look at Cleveland, you know, a lot of people correctly call it the mistake by the lake, and you know, it's like the windy city. I mean it rhymes. Well, sure the windy city wind goes for Chicago. Right, even right. as we talked about last week, Cleveland is by a lake. That is accurate, right? And, and nothing is good and happened in Cleveland in the last forty years. I mean, oh, nothing. Wow. Anything good has been negated by a bad thing that happened right after or during it. Like you know, <laughs> Dude, Bravo, Bravo <laughs> Cleveland Clinic for helping cancer patients, but the Cleveland Clinic insisted that they they would. Um, located on the east side of Cleveland, which is probably one of the toughest areas in the country. <laughs> so you're dodging bullets as you're going into the Cleveland Clinic. I mean, come on, Cleveland. I guess. Like, what, I guess. Chicago what?
1: currently ranks twelfth in windiest cities in America.
4: In America? Just, What's number one? Well, What's guess. number one?
1: Boston, Massachusetts.
4: Perhaps everybody in Chicago should move to Boston. We're, well, we're Cleveland fond is relo- We're fond of relocating everybody.
3: Right, and you are windy city when they're not even that windy. What? What's up with that? Well, Buffalo
1: is number three. So since we've vacated the city of Buffalo, we can move right. the Bears to Buffalo.
4: That's true. Listen, right, they we'll can be windier, this, windier. We'll get this figured out.
3: That <laughs> while we're at it, that city and football team definitely deserve a challenge. The, the Buffalo Bears. Uh, right? uh, we There's can't never just move really all the teams, teams to places where
4: it. their names make more sense, do we? Because because if we had to fix basketball, that would take a while.
3: <laughs> well, Why Utah.
4: are the Lakers are in L.A.? The Jazz? Utah? Really? No.
3: Buffalo and the Bears are both <laughs> blah. We're swinging it. Well, yeah, Buffalo it and the Bears bad. are both blah, <laughs> three <dritty> organizations. <laughs> and, Utah, and they uh, deserve each other. I think Utah. I think Jazz. All right. <laughs> so that feels better. I mean, I've viciously – Torn down the various numbers, of 85 bears. Uh, we've proven that what Chicago's. I, known I'm for also it.
4: surprised that the bean did not make the list of the, the uh, weird bean. things about Chicago. That big uh, reflective bean. Do you not know this thing? Oh. It's like one of the major attractions where people take pictures with this stupid thing all the time. It's this I forget what the actual name of it is but it's just referred to as the bean but it's this large statue thing that's reflective and everybody goes and takes their picture in front of it
3: If I'm not question Chicago's probably known for its bean but man, it is not horrible.
4: it should not yeah, be
3: yeah well horrible. it's not even
4: bean town. why is there a bean? It I should mean, be not- wind. The Windy City
3: Should be a statue of wind Let's be honest It should be go to a Cubs game If you don't have the money drive by Wrigley Field And get the heck out of the city Because there's nothing else to see here That should be Chicago's motto Yes but it's going
4: to take you an hour and a half to drive out of the city Because there's so much It's like you've taken a a normal city And just like pushed it down really hard And it all squirted out the sides Like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich That is Chicago
3: or, you know, remember, I, I just you? looked
1: up the bean. There are straight up aliens
4: living in that thing.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I guess, that is accurate. I can't argue with that. I gotta tell you, I came in the show thinking, "Hey, we're we feel this obligation to dislike cities and teams." I'm like, "What do I say about Chicago?" Now I'm fired up about my anger toward Chicago. Yep. I, mean, I came in just trying to soft sell this, but. I'm probably more fired up about Chicago than I am Cleveland, which is also
4: crazy to have, to be Chicago and say we're the Windy City and we're going to have public transportation, but it's going to be the L. So we're yes. going to like lift it up off the ground and expose it to the wind that we have so much of in quotation marks. <laughs> what is the deal? I don't understand.
3: Speaking of L's, let's close our time What's with and- the L's?
4: What is with the L? And there is a Subway. So they okay. they have a Subway,
3: but they still have the L. And I don't – what's what the L? Well, let's finish <laughs> with our Ls. And uh, we, we got to finish up by talking about how the Steelers will give Chicago L because we've proved beyond a shadow of a doubt, how horrible Chicago is as a city. And there's a bunch of stuff, man. What, it's,
4: what, it's is, what do the Steelers have to do to, to get the win in Chicago? Right.
3: Uh, show up. Well, yep. now, now remember, this is in Pittsburgh on Monday night. Um, I, I'm sitting here. We just have to they show need, up at the stadium. I think they need to have, this is a they game offense, that – Don't yeah, turn yeah. the ball over. Uh, they've won three in a row because Ben hasn't turned the ball over. Don't turn the ball over, Ben. It's going to continue to be a test for the 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 O-line
4: being able to have a functioning O-line that's going to let Ben do what he needs to do. That's going to give Najee Harris room to run. uh, That's, that's the winner loss. Our defense is going to do what they need to do um, to the bears offense. The bears offense is nothing to be particularly afraid of. Uh, I, I mean, you still have to play the game and, you know, do all the normal things and not be fools and, you know, blow coverages and stuff like you have to have your head in the game, but, uh it's totally winnable for uh for for the defense it's going to come down to the o-line creating the space that they need for the offense to do what they need to do well six words to sum
1: up why the steelers will win justin fields went to ohio state
3: no come on you. now no no how <laughs> dare you sir I almost sent you a, a illustration I saw. So did Haskins. Comparing the number of touchdowns thrown by Tom Brady with the number and of he's on the bench. touchdowns thrown by Ohio State quarterbacks together through the years. It was like something like 500 to 200-something. I don't know. It was crazy. Um, yeah. now, I, I right? Thinking, okay, be efficient. I said this when I hung out with uh, Jeffrey Benedict earlier this week. I said, look, the Steelers' biggest opponent is themselves. Because the Steelers should win this game, all likely to win the game. But remember, there has been some games over the years where you go in going, hey, the uh, Steelers are going to win this game, and they end up losing to ridiculous opponents. If the Steelers can get over themselves, they win the game. And I'm hopeful of that. Uh, Jeff Benedict made a good point. He said those games where the Steelers botched games like that was when their defense didn't play well. And he said, look, I think the Steelers' defense can play well. I do, too. So um, they got two winnable games. They're playing two. I, uh, and playing I, pre- I predicted some pregame
4: predictions last week, and I, I called that both Najee Harris and uh, Farmouth were going to end up with touchdowns, so I got that one right. I think this week the wide receivers have a lot more success than they've had in the past couple of weeks. I think Claypool." uh in particular we're is gonna end up with at least one touchdown. Um I think that's I think that's gonna pick up this week.
3: I'm saying 20- Naj's
4: still gonna get around a hundred um but I think I think we're gonna have a lot more success in the passing game than we have.
3: Joe I'm saying twenty to six. What's your score?
4: Mm, twenty to six wow uh I'm gonna say 21-13.
3: Paul
1: we're gonna run a uh- the Steelers are going to run the ball a lot. Uh,
3: 20 to 7. All right. There you go. Garbage time touchdown. Hey, everybody. Thanks again for checking out the BehindTheSteelCurtain.com's Pittsburgh Steelers Power Half Hour. Very cool. Um, I, I like all the response I'm hearing. Thankful to the other hosts that have really promoted the show. We're, we're excited about that. Um, Check out the other shows on the network. A bunch of shows during the week. Uh, giving you the latest of Pittsburgh Steelers news. And check out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Your one-stop source for all kinds of Pittsburgh Steelers information. Looking forward to a fun game Monday night. Hopefully we all can stay up and enjoy a Steelers win. Thanks for checking out our show. Have a great night, everybody.
0: Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com.
2: No purchase necessary. DTW report prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
4: A laundry? <sighs> Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh?
2: Ah, <sighs> oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino.